Oh yeah, I can only hear myself. All right, well, Kai is figuring out her mic. Hello, welcome to Game Over Vancouver. We're gonna start the. We'll go. We'll cut all this from the podcast. We'll pretend this is the beginning. Hope you're all doing well after a a terrible loss to the Vegas Golden Knights, a four one. Uh, <laughs> we've had our our share of technical difficulties. Kai, do you think you have your mic back in order? I think so. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear we'll, me? We'll we'll go with it until we get confirmation. But yes. uh, yeah, a um, not ideal. Uh, I mean, if you just take a gander at the shots, forty four to twenty two, uh, definitely not uh, a good sign. Um, but uh, the the Canucks, uh, you know, they 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 just didn't look good. We have a confirmation. We're good. All Thank right, you. Kaya. Thank you. How are you doing? Oh my gosh, I. Okay, so starting off the top, I apologize for the technical difficulties. I I got a new mic for Black Friday. I decided to set it up today. I guess I didn't do it properly, and now we're here. So, you know what? We had a rough start, just like the Canucks did, but hey, at least we're getting better. It worked great for about three minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, let's, uh, yeah. So as we mentioned already once, but we're starting over for the podcast version, um, uh, the Canucks, we, we sort of felt like, at least I sort of said it was either they were going to get blown out or they were going to squeak out a win. Uh, turns out shots going 44 to 22, usually not uh, a great sign, but, um, I do want to say before we get too negative and too upset, Analytically, the Canucks weren't terrible. Okay. Uh, expected goals in all situations, two and a half for the Canucks, 2.8 for Vegas. Actually really close. High danger chances, 14 to 9 in favor of the Canucks. The problem is uh, they there was a couple weird ones. Uh, Aiden Hill was fantastic, as he's been all year, uh, and then Logan Thompson was good enough uh, to survive. <laughs> um kaya your thoughts overall on this one you're roasting stanley cup champion logan thompson he was good enough i mean he let in the first shot not great and then he and then he was fine the rest of the way he only had to make five saves i mean getting paid that much how much uh nhl players make in just for doing that great perfect um yeah i was not excited like going down to nothing especially I just really thought back to a Seattle game, the Seattle game where we lost at home against the Kraken, and it was kind of just, it was a goofy game with a bunch of goofy goals. That's kind of what it was. I kind of thought of it as, and then especially with this game, especially the third period Brett Hounded goal, what was that? The first goal, like, Demko didn't have a stick and he'd have it, but also, like, no one was guarding Ivan Barbashev, like, or anything. The Canucks just all collectively, they just ignored the Golden Knights on the ice. Yeah, that, that first goal, you have all five Vancouver Canucks within about 11 feet of each other. Um, one in the crease, one just in front of the crease, one in the slot, and then two guys beside the net. Uh, and somehow, the one guy just in the middle of all of it is Barbashev and he sort of just smacks it in. Um, just bad defending, right? Like someone's got to break that pass up. Someone's got to, you know, keep the puck away from, from that high danger chance, especially when you have everybody there, right? What should be the most dangerous thing for Vegas to do there is like play it back to the point. Cause there's a guy with a bunch of time. Um, but they, they 
find Barbashev. And then, yeah, speaking of sort of weird goals, the second one, right, where Vegas gets set up in the offensive zone, uh, like, but they're, they're sort of scrambling. Like there's a play to the middle. It goes right into a guy's skates. He spins around, and somehow Tyler Myers just misses a poke check. Like it's it's two goals in the first period for for Vegas that could have really easily been broken up uh, if the Canucks defense were you know, on their game a little bit more. But but don't you worry, don't you worry. Nikita Zadorov is going to fix every single defensive problem that this team has apparently. Yes, he's going to fix. He's going to fix everything. Too bad because yeah. I think I think the uh, what is it twenty twenty six third totally should have helped. That would have helped way better than the. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the thing is, like, uh, obviously, you're being a bit facetious, but that second goal, Tyler Myers is the one that misses that puck, right? Tyler Myers, if everyone's healthy and, and Nikita Zorov's in the lineup, Tyler Myers is on the third pair. No question about it. He's playing 12 minutes a night instead of 20. Uh, how much did he play tonight, by the way? Wow. He played He played 18-15. Uh, he won't have to play that much anymore with Nikita Zadorov in the lineup. He'll be down on that third pair. You go Cole Zadorov on the second pair, and then you shelter Tyler Myers. Because Tyler Myers was genuinely good for a chunk of this season when he wasn't playing as much when Susie was healthy. Um, so, but yeah, two weird ones to start the game. Um, two that uh, obviously the Canucks would like to have back, and two that I, I can't put much blame on Demko, right? You don't have you don't have your stick for the first one. Um, and, uh, you know, things happen. Yeah, things happen. I feel like it sum up the entirety of what happened. We just got completely walked by <laughs> by Vegas, and Demko ended up with a save percentage above 900, which is good for my fantasy team. Um, but otherwise, like, the Canucks, going into this game, their power play percentage was third in the league with 29.8, and that was above the je- the, the Jets. They're, they're, they're it probably is the, above the Jets. It, it yeah. is also above the Jets, but it was again above the Knights because Vegas only had 20.7% on the power play. Um, the Canucks, I guess they have a, like an 89 or an 85 pa- uh, penalty kill, reading the wrong stat numbers. Um, yeah, the Canucks 29.8 power play percentage. We went 0-3 against, uh, for the only three power plays we got in the first period. Because there was just yeah. the trip against Quinn Hughes uh, by Howden, the Mark Stone hooking on Hronik, and the Zach Whitecloud hooking against Connor Garland. Like, that was all. That was it. That was nothing. And then the rest were Canucks got three, three per period. And yeah, they scored on one of the three power plays. There weren't a lot of calls this game. But... At the same time, like, 0-3, all in the same period, all in the same time frame when you're just not producing anything. Like, that had eight shots in the first period. Yeah, the power play didn't feel like it was doing much um, tonight. Vegas has a really good... Vegas played that penalty kill really aggressively. um, And even, like, Shorty and and Dave Tomlinson were noting on the broadcast. Like, it was... They were so hard on pucks. And it's a high-risk, high-reward penalty kill right if you're putting a lot of pressure on guys you can break up a play you can clear it down you can kill 20 seconds and and you can allow the other team to never really get set problem is there's usually a guy open in that case as well um and and they can make you pay for it the Canucks just couldn't figure that out and then yeah Vegas scores on one of their three power plays and it's that goal in this like halfway through the second period that William Carlson goal which 
I mean, nothing, no real problems with the Canucks structure on the PK here. It's it, they're in a box. It's fine. Uh, William Carlson is literally just at the faceoff dot. If you're going to make a guy, if you're going to allow a shot on goal, that's a fine place to allow one from. Uh, Demko just cheated a little bit to the short side. He's he lost his crease a little bit. That would the first two, you know, sort of weird goals that, and and a couple of weird bounces. Right, Demko doesn't have a stick, and then the Eichel goal where you know pucks are bouncing weird ways. This one is on Demko. This is one that he should make that save. Um, and it's you know if there's any of them that he does want back, it's it's probably that one. Yeah, just looking, I like did the did the Golden Knights really just watch the bubble playoffs over and over again to prepare for this game because I felt like this was sort of their revenge game even though you know they won the Stanley Cup last year um when it comes to yeah that goal was definitely the one where Demko would want back I about the fourth goal uh for Vegas uh he really just did not know where the puck was for that one I don't blame him it was above his head and then went a hundred different a hundred different ways um on weird bounces but i feel like the third goal where Demko it just kind of sneaks by him that was like the nail in the coffin for the team yeah when the, the third period started it was okay the canucks need to come out strong right um and that's why that's why that goal um uh, in the second period hurts so much right because the canucks actually look decent to start the period and then yeah the start of the third you're thinking all right they just need to put some pressure on if they score one you know this is a team that can come back from a three goal deficit if there's any team this has this team has the offense and then yeah it's just this regular wrist shot from the blue line that demko saves he genuinely he, he puts the blocker up and he he makes a blocker save it bounces off the blocker and then off the shoulder of howden and sort of like pops over him like it's it's so fluky and like you do that you do that a hundred times it doesn't happen again um but you know sometimes you have puck luck and if you get 44 shots on goal you're gonna have puck luck more than more often than not right even if they're not super high danger chances um i mean the heat map in this game from where vegas was shooting from a lot from the walls a lot from the point a little bit in front the canucks were you know their limited shots they had about the same amount of like net front chances that's why those high danger chances are actually so close and in favor of the canucks um but yeah you know you you throw a bunch of stuff at the net eventually you're gonna get some weird bounces i'd say especially with that weird bounces it it, it hurt it hurt in a sense yeah i feel like that's why hockey can't be scripted because stuff like that happens on a regular basis um people complain about all the time about different like especially the nfl being scripted i don't think you could script any of it too hard It'd be too, too hard. hard, yeah. <laughs> and um, they did have a good second period in contrast to what happened last game where they, you know, in the second they had, like, what was the shots? It was, like, 22 to 8. Um, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great, and especially against, you know, Anaheim. Like, this is against Vegas. We're trying to battle it out for the Pacific, for the top of the Pacific Division. Um, they were on a bit of a slump beforehand. The Canucks, they're kind of... They, they started good, and then, you know, obviously they're kind of um, going... They're dipping down a little bit, but... This game, it really cemented that, yes, the Canucks will probably make the playoffs due to how the Pacific Division just is. Um, they will probably make the playoffs, but they're still, like, far, far away from, the content from being, like, an actual true contender, like people say we are. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's a bit of a gap, but no team, no team in sort of their first run is ever really a contender, right? Like you look at when Colorado had that abysmal season and then a couple of years after that, they finally make the playoffs. It took them a few kicks at the can, right? Same with Vegas. Vegas has been good for a long time before they, and I mean, their first season, they made it to the final, of course. But um, most teams, you know, they don't, like St. Louis is the example I go to, right? The year before they won the cup, they sold at the deadline, even though they were second in the central, I think at the time, um, you know, most teams, it, it takes some, some seasoning, some experience. Um, and look, Vegas has struggled this year, right? They were on a, on a real skid coming into this game. Um, that's why, that's why I had some hope for the Canucks, um, because both teams are in a bit of a slump and look, LA, I think is, is is going to pass Vancouver handily in the next few few days and probably Vegas as well. Um, but I, I push back a little bit on like, oh, it shows that there there's clearly this gap because I think that game against, you know, th- they've had that loss to Colorado, which showed something similar. But then I, I go back to the the win against the Stars, that 2 nothing win over Dallas and that, um, that loss to the Rangers, that 4-3 in overtime. I thought those were just as big of a statement as sort of this loss and the Colorado loss, where to me, they're sort of, they're sort of even, right? They're going to lose some games. You're going to win some games. Um, but I, I think one loss doesn't you know, sort of put you in a position where now you're destined for third in the Pacific. I think they can still make a, make a bit of a push. They could still definitely make a bit of a push. And like you said, yeah, LA probably passing us in the next little bit here um i do think yeah like you said st louis sells at the deadline and then you know wins the cup the whole oh they were in last place type of deal um i was gonna make a toronto finally making the second round joke but i feel like that's a little bit uh off off offhand considering the connects playoff history in recent years um (laughs) When it comes to the Canucks, yes, it's one loss against, you know, the best team in our division um, as of right now. But when it comes to, like, the big picture, like, the loss against um, Colorado, loss against the Tampa loss, the Philadelphia loss. I understand those ones were earlier in the season. And yes, we did have some hard-fought wins, like the shout-out against Dallas that you mentioned, the New York we got one point um out of that so pretty decent at the same time when it comes to that it's like you always look back the last few years um where we like almost made the playoffs especially in the 2021-22 season you always look back and saw like the one game where something could have gone different and we would have been in like in 2021-22 it was the Chicago Blackhawks we lost to them one nothing in like January and that was like the nail in the coffin so I I, I understand like the, this isn't doom and gloom for the Canucks I, I don't know why I am suddenly the most negative person um in the game over Vancouver group but I just I just keep worrying that the next thing that's going to happen for the Canucks is just a complete nosedive. Someone in the chat, we're going to talk, go to the chat in a little bit, but someone in the chat said, o- Oilers will catch the Canucks soon. So, um, I think Bud's in a dream right now. <laughs> that's yeah. Uh, look, I think if you said, Hey, the rest of the way, the Oilers will get more points than the Canucks. I wouldn't be too surprised by that. 
they got a 12 point gap to make up and uh and they lost or no they beat the jets tonight sorry i thought they lost uh they're on a run they they've won their last four um they've got a, a bit of a tough schedule coming up but yeah no the the oilers again coming into this year they they were supposed to be number 2 in the pacific right um and sure they will they will they are better than they have been and now that they're winning a few games you know they'll they'll move up the up the ranks a bit but that's what's so nice about the Canucks start, right? They've built up this buffer where they can afford to be middle of the pack for a couple of weeks, which they've done, right? And they're still 15, 8, and 1. If if you if coming into the season, you said, hey, the Canucks will be second in the Pacific, third in the Pacific, if we say LA is ahead of them, which I think we should. Um, yeah, they'll be third in the Pacific with a eight-point gap on Calgary, nine points on Seattle, and 12 points on Edmonton. Uh, you know, pretty comfortably in a playoff spot. I take that 10 times out of 10. Um, so I, I'm not going to get to, you know, I, I was upset about this game. It's more upset about the football game. Honestly, <laughs> this game was, <laughs> this game was, I, my heart was already broken. Um, going into the third period of this one, but uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. They that hurt me every week. Is Was um, that the primetime game that like kicked the Patriots and Chiefs off? No, that's in, that's in two weeks. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, different, okay, different I was one. very confused. Yeah, so it's uh, you know, but but genuinely, you know, the Canucks are are they're fine. They're in a good spot. Um, they've got you know a couple a couple games coming up that uh, are decently winnable, right? The Flames on Saturday, uh, the Zadorov uh, revenge game, um, which will be fun. Uh, the Devils, the 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 Jack Hughes Bowl. Uh, Minnesota Wild, um, they're a little bit less interesting, uh, unless you want to go with the, um, what was the guy's name? The Scout. I can't even remember his name now after talking about him so much three years ago. Either way. Uh, <laughs> I have no some clue. interesting games coming up. <laughs> I'm like, I know Marc-Andre Fleury's on the Minnesota Wild. That's it. Um, yeah. They, they, they stole Judd Brackett. That's the name I was thinking of. They stole our guy. Um, so that's, that's something we can look forward to, but honestly, winnable games coming up for the Canucks and uh, a chance to maybe, uh, get back on the right foot. Yeah, they definitely need a bit of a refresh, I'd say, because yes, while some of these games were winnable, I'd say against the Flames, definitely, even though they're kind of, they, the Flames have been decent more recently, like they, yep. they beat Dallas tonight, they beat Dallas again 6-4, couple, uh, Last week, um, they maybe I should just stop comparing it to games only where they play against Dallas. But the Flames have been better as of recently. They're better than Edmonton right now, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is like the best win for them. It's like the Albert and Stanley Cup. But yeah. when it comes to, yeah, Minnesota's winnable. I yeah, yeah Minnesota's the, bad. The Minnesota's right bad. They're. How do you go from just, like, I don't know. They've always been mid, but this is somehow much worse. Um, yeah, I was more worried, to be honest, about the Anaheim game uh, compared to this, compared to tonight. I thought the Canucks were going to have a bit more fight. They showed a bit of that in the second, um, before the Carlson goal, and then they kind of died again. They had six shots in the third. If you're trying to come back for anything at that point like yes one of those six shots was a goal that was Kuzmenko's fourth of the year um but at the same time like if you want to come back at all in any capacity care maybe yeah yeah unless you're scoring on every shot then you're not going to pull it off I think that Howden goal really 
took the wind out of their sails though. Like I, I genuinely think that second period they, they had a goal against and they were honestly like kind of decent though. I, I think they could have potentially built off that. And then I think that Howden goal went in 16 seconds and I'm like, all right, well let's, uh, let's start thinking about Saturday. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I honestly think this game, I don't think they win if that Howden goal doesn't go in, but I think it's probably three, two or maybe four, two, like they make it a little bit more interesting. Um, but unfortunately we, we don't get to see that. It would at least be a battle instead of like a slaughter, I'd say. Cause yeah. when it, um, if they actually like scored a couple to come back, even if they say they went to like overtime, like, I feel like that would have been the better outcome. Oh yeah. Completely compared to, you know, what we get in a four, one loss on a Thursday night against, you know, the team we're trying to battle it out for first with. It's just not, it's not good. It's not good. There needs to be, yes, they started the season really well. I think that got a little bit to their heads and now they're just kind of, uh, they're kind of coasting along, but you still have most of the season to go. You can't rely on, you know, 15 games at the beginning. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I think the big thing is that they, they've they honestly, the last couple of weeks, they haven't looked great. But the beginning of the season, they looked so much better that now there's some something to build off of. Um, and to help them build, um, especially with the injury to Carson and who is gone for who knows how long, six to eight weeks was about a week and a half ago. So four and a half to six and a half weeks. Um, the Canucks go out and uh, and they added they add a guy. They add a big Russian guy um six foot six 248 pounds um the guy who is apparently the king of high highs and lower lows um which sounds like a current defenseman that we have uh nikita zadorov um what are your when you hear that this trade goes through i mean there was some anticipation coming up to it were you hopeful that this trade would happen were you anti this trade happening and then did that change for you after the trade happened um I wasn't initially happy that we traded for him, because I will say, again, no salary retention. Um, and if we want to re-sign some key players, uh, if he's a rental, it's fine. If we have to re-sign him, bit of a problem. We paid, we didn't pay that much for him. Um, the Bo Horvat trade tree continues to, or I guess the Corey Schneider trade tree continues to grow, <laughs> if you look way back with it. But yeah, I he's um he's way too comparable to tyler myers and and it kind of scares me um actually not kind of it absolutely scares me um because of yes he's a big guy yes he's good at hitting things but the low lows yeah there's been a lot of um julia mckenzie from uh a the cj show and b the athletic i guess but <laughs> um on on this uh on stp and he um, was on 650 before the game, like, Canucks uh, pregame stuff, and he was saying how there's so many goals that Zadorov, like, he'll miss a play with the puck and it'll, you know, lead to a goal against. And that's just so much... That's so relatable, I guess, to Tyler Myers. Like, that is mm -hmm. that is basically everything he does that's um, not offensive style but i he is more offensive at um when it comes to like he scored 14 goals that's that's pretty mm -hmm. that's pretty decent for defense um yeah um, i think that was a bit of an outlier <laughs> that 14 yeah. goals he's got one this year 
honestly, like my coming up to this trade happening and the rumors around him, I was very anti Nikita Zadorov. And it wasn't because of the player he is. It was because I thought the acquisition cost would be really high. Um, the acquisition cost was remarkably low, <laughs> right? It was the ghost of Anthony Bavillier and a third round pick two years from now. I saw the looking at the Flames uh, replies to the comments. I was like, wow, we traded Nikita Zadorov for a 15-year-old. It's like, yeah, you, you, I guess so. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so, but honestly, like looking at, at sort of the the bigger picture and not only you know what he brings but also how it shifts the lineup right how it moves tyler myers down how it moves noah Juleson out of the lineup um and having honestly analytically you know the big mistakes stand out and that's going to happen um analytically he's good uh, like genuinely um like going off of the the wins above replacement metric uh 86th percentile purely even strength defensively uh, which is really good, right? That's better than 86% of defensemen in the NHL um, in his own zone. Um, 42nd percentile offensively, uh, 12th percentile when it comes to taking penalties. He takes too many penalties, um, which is going to hurt a little bit, but he's going to be an upgrade, right? He's going to fill that gap of, because yeah, the the Juleson, McWard, Hirose, almost Matt Irwin rotation that we had going on is not ideal right there's that big drop off they had six nhl defensemen and then there was a bunch of there was no tweeners it was just all ahl guys um so i i really like the move and again are they going to be able to re-sign him it, it'll be tough right i mean he makes three eight i think this year and then it, it expires so they're, they're not stuck with him next year there was some word about a potential sign and trade but that didn't come to fruition um so yeah if it's even if it's just for this year and and maybe if he enjoys it here he comes back for cheap i kind of doubt it um but it's a it's a decent piece for right now and i'm not really worried about next year because this management group has shown you know they went out and got ian cole they went out and got mark friedman uh, they went out and and got carson susie and those guys have all worked out really well so even if it's just for now to fill a gap that this team has right where does this leave this team's defense you know you have hughes heronic a pretty good number one pair uh you have um ian cole with now nikita zadorov which i think is a decent second pair at best and then your third pair is tyler myers and i guess mark friedman which is probably okay as a third pair couple that with like a really good offense and some really good goalies and i think you have all the makings of like the 10th best team in the nhl and i'm totally good with that for right now yeah i mean hopefully they play better than because tonight they were looking more like the 20th best team in the NHL. Yeah. But um, I do think, yeah, the rotation. I forgot that Matt Irwin's was still Matt Irwin was still called up until I looked at the club playing roster and he's listed as one of our scratches. I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, they sent Hirose down yesterday, I think, and yeah. called him up. Yeah, I completely missed that. I knew Hirose was, uh, was sent down, but I am worried a little bit. When it comes to just the penalties as well, because that was a big, that's a big problem with Tyler Myers. And I guess if he's playing less, then that is less likely to happen. But how many more penalties is Sidorov going to take then? It's, it all comes down to penalties. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's flashbacks to last year's penalty kill when we were absolutely horrific. Are we a little bit better? 
little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Tiny bit. Not. I wouldn't call it much. Um, <laughs> what are what are they at right now? PK. Let's sort lowest to highest. Eleventh uh, worst. Um, That's way better. Seventy six point four percent. Um, and I mean their power play is clicking at thirty. So, and this is before this game. Uh, the PK won't change really from one and three. Oh my god, it's not going to make a big difference. But uh, yeah, I mean the PK has been better. Uh, and yeah, penalties are very important to a team that doesn't have a great penalty kill, right? However, we also live in an NHL where seemingly every penalty that gets called one way, one gets called back. <laughs> so, I, 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 I'm concerned about it, but I also am like, yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll bring more on the ice than he'll hurt being in the penalty box. Yeah, I do think that, yeah, he'll be a better force on the ice because we, like you said, we do need NHL defensemen. Um, we definitely need some sort of anchor on the back end um, as well. I mean, we do have, you know, the Hughes-Heronic pair, which is, again, chef's kiss, amazing pairing. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you, Bo Horvat, for being traded. Like, that's, like, the best... Watch that be the best thing he contributed to the franchise <laughs> in a few years, if we re-sign him. Yeah. Horonic, not Horvat. Yes. Because, obviously, that is... That is that has been dealt with uh, by Lou Lamorello, but... Yeah, taking penalties. I understand he has some offensive um, uh, positives. That's what I was trying to say. That's the word. Uh, positives. I'm excited. How long until Dan Milstein becomes the uh, AGM of the Canucks? I think he's making enough money doing what he's doing right now. I, <laughs> I think. I mean, he's already. I mean, what what percentage of the payroll is is his clients at this point, right? And if he's taking ten percent, right? You know, he's he might be making like four million dollars a year from this team uh, <laughs> on his own, um, potentially. I don't know than, the math. He makes more than Talkit and like the five other coaches that we fired. Um, yeah, because it's Zadorov now, Kuzmenko, Mikheyev. Am I missing anybody? I think there's a, I think there's a few. I just don't remember who. Uh, <laughs> either way, he's uh, he he makes a good chunk of money. I think Cap Friendly has an agents page, uh, or at least they they teased it at one point. Um, he has um, five Canucks contracts apparently, according to Puckpedia. Uh, Kuzmenko, okay. Mikheyev, Zadorov. Where is the other two? So so Dan Milstein. His, the AAV of his, of his clients is $117 million, Dan Milstein. Um, so if you think he makes 10% of that, that's a clean, you know, 12 mil. Sure, some of it goes back to his company. But, yeah, he's he's probably making eight plus. So, and I don't think the Canucks would pay that for an AGM. I think he's got all the influence he needs right now. Why is everyone on this list European and then Evander Kane's just there? I think I think we know why. Um, <laughs> uh, only possible is Kuzmenko breaking his slump. I I did think that was yeah. a nice. That was probably a good break for him, considering you know being scratched in back to back games probably didn't feel very nice. Yeah, and, and you know I was I was surprised he got scratched, or I wasn't surprised he got scratched for the one. I was surprised he got scratched for the second, especially on a back to back. You think, hey, fresh legs are nice to have, but. Um, you know, and especially cause they lost that game, you know, hindsight's 2020. Uh, yeah. Good for him to get, get one back. It was a nice play, uh, by JT. A nice play by Kuzmenko, honestly, in the, in the neutral zone to, 
you know, break up the play, get it forward to Miller, who can get the zone entry, and then Kuzmenko just bombed it towards the net, which is exactly what he has to do. Um, so I thought that was great. Um, obviously not enough, but uh, yeah, should we uh, should we jump to the people here? Yes. Depressor. Yes. Let's jump into uh, the chat. Everybody, get talking. I'm going to uh, call on you like uh, a teacher in class when you don't want to be called on. Also, like this stream. We have 53 people watching the stream right now. 17 likes. 52. Okay, somebody didn't like me. But um, I am going to ask you, please like the stream or else um, we're... We're going to uh, sign and trade. I don't know. Who? What do you think would be the worst free agent to sign? The, the worst moment? free agent to sign right now. Did they? The Red Wings signed Patrick Kane, right? Oh yeah, I guess because he's he's bad. Um, he's bad now, especially with that hip surgery that like Kessler had, and like all these guys don't ever come back from. Did you uh, Did you see the video? Him taking contact, and it's just a dude just kind of like pushing him into the boards. No. Did you see uh, that video? No, oh, I, I can gosh. I can understand why they'd be a little gentle with him though coming off that surgery. Yeah. Um uh there's there's not a lot of freedoms who would be bad to sign. I mean, they go get Phil Kessel. I don't know if that would do much. I um, would love that. I would too. That'd be a blast. <laughs> uh Phil Kessel. Uh, Ethan Bear would be probably the best one um at this point because they need more D. Um but yeah, there's uh there's some options out there that could be not great. Is Kessler officially retired? Oh yeah. Okay. He might be on LTIR, but he's, okay. he's done, done. Because I, I, I know he was on LTIR, um, with the, the dawn of non-trade. Right. Era. Yeah, I guess the worst one that's technically a free agent would be Corey Perry. That's a good call, DEL. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Fangirl asks, uh, with Zadorov on the Canucks, what happens to Friedman after Susie returns? Uh, and that's a good question. Because uh, mm -hmm. like I sort of said, it's it's sort of a Friedman Myers third pair right now until Susie comes back. Um, one option is you leave him in, you take Myers out, uh, and you trade Tyler Myers if you can, uh, and then free up a bunch more cap space and then go and get Phil Kessel and get Ethan Bear and do all this other stuff. However, what are the odds that all six of those defensemen remain healthy for any significant amount of time? Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like as close to zero as it gets. Um, so I look having seven NHL defensemen, Mark Friedman is a perfect guy to throw in the press box for a handful of games. You know, slot him in here and there. Guy's a little sore. Guy needs a day off. You know, Tyler Myers, you know, took three penalties. Take him out, put Mark Freeman in, and then, you know, cycle that out. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't I don't see this team remaining perfectly healthy. And we don't even need to worry about that till probably 2024 when Susie comes back, right? Unless they sign Ethan Bear and, and everything else shifts down. So I don't think that's something to really worry about yet. 2024 is in a month. That's that's weird to think about. Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't like that. Um, Tomorrow's December. <laughs> no. Um, I, yeah. Uh, I would say Friedman, yeah. Stick him in the um, press box. Um, I, if they took Myers out, if Tyler Myers got scratched, I think this this uh, we would have a parade. There would be a parade. We would... Break up yeah. the parade route. Yeah, I, honestly, if you can give Tyler Myers eleven minutes a night, I'm totally happy. <laughs> like he when the, he played like six games where he played like between eleven and fourteen minutes a night, and he was actually good. <laughs> when he like wasn't trying to do too much, he was like a, a a guy who is prototypical third pairing one and a half million dollar guy who makes six million dollars. 
that's the only issue. Um, so yeah, if they could, uh, I mean, if they can trade him and, and replace that value elsewhere, it might be tough, but, um, Alvin, I think I saw a stat the other day. It was like, there'd been seven trades since the start of the season and the Canucks had made four of them or something. And now that increases by one. Um, Alvin is he's active, uh, and he hasn't made any deals that are like egregiously bad, which is like new yeah. to us. Um, so yeah, I'll let him, Hey, if he wants to keep firing darts at the board and, and make things happen, like, like, like me playing NHL GM mode where you make 30 trades in one day, go for it, you know, revamp the team. You're clearly doing an okay job so far. So I'm, I'm all on board with whatever. Let him cook. Let him cook. Let him um, cook. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd say um, with Tyler Myers, that's the thing about the Beauvillier trade. Like, I, I knew it was going to happen since we acquired him for the Horvat, win uh, the Horvat package. But when it comes to other players, I felt like they could have just dropped on Chicago. I felt like Tyler Myers could have been in that conversation. Um, just because, you know, I, I mean, maybe it's, does, I know he has a no move. Does he have a no trade as well? I think it's a modified no trade. Okay, so that might have right been now. on his no trade I think trade it was list. no move for the first three years, if I remember correctly, and then it became a, I can tell you what it is. Uh, Tyler Myers, MNTC, he's got a 10-team no trade. You have to imagine the Chicago Blackhawks are on that list, uh, <laughs> the way they're playing right now. So, uh, yeah, I think he would be going to, if they were to move him, he'd probably be going to a contending team in the East, would be okay. my guess. Tampa, let's hope. Um, sure. I, I there just came to my mind. I was like, you know what? They seem like the type of they they seem like the type of guys that would do that. Um, except you know the other half of Dan Milstein's uh, pay is from the Lightning because he has Vasilevsky and Kucherov. Yeah, and Sergachev. Yeah, his top three contracts are Tampa Bay players. Nine point five, nine point five, eight point five. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, maybe maybe he uh, he can. Sweet and some kind of deal. I don't know. Um, I'd yeah, Tyler Myers. I don't know if I can wait until the off season for him to be gone because I don't know what he else he is going to cost for this team. Um, yeah, we've had him for five years. What's another few months? Fair enough. Fair enough. Somebody <laughs> said, um, "What are your thoughts on trading Besser at the deadline? Sell high." What the is Canucks wrong with you? Really have to fall apart for that to be a What move. is wrong with you? I Eric? know you're the worst person to ask that question. Um, <laughs> just because there's there's no chance of you putting your bias aside, but your bias is right <laughs> here. Um, yeah, I, trading yeah. trading Besser right now. I mean, I, you know, this is the thing is if it was like randomly, oh, now he's just scoring a bunch of goals, and no one thought he was going to have this many goals. Let's be real, but everyone thought he'd do better this year, mm-hmm. and and that has happened. Is he going to score, you know, 55 goals every year? He might score 50 this year. He might score 40, 45. Um, maybe next, maybe next year it's more 35. And that's sort of where he, you know, flattens out. Uh, I don't think, I don't think this team's moving on from him. Um, especially not this year. I think because they're in a playoff spot, they're not trading. Any they're not trading players. the guy that scored four goals in the home open. He scored. Let, let me all remind you that, wait, let me remind you all. English language. Um, we won eight one that first game. Brock Bester scored half of those goals. They are not trading him. Um, I think the more of the hype came to when was he gonna score thirty goals? Because it's been years of mm-hmm. almost being there or not being close. I think this year 
he's he's already over halfway there. He's at 17. Um, yeah, he'll I, have 30 goals in the middle of February. <laughs> that's pretty good. I'll take it. Um, who said Ni uh, Nylander for Pedersen? Yes. I, 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 I used to make fun of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nylander's really good, but I, I don't think they're doing that. Um, I also want to say, you can't trade Brock Besser because he won that really nice old lady, $100,000. Uh, and so he's now got to stay here. I've never seen somebody win that ever. Yeah, that was great. That was uh, <laughs> that was a that's core memory. Don't yes. value Besser based on one season. Look at his overall career. Yeah, that's also fair. But I mean, other teams are going to look at that too, right? I mean, you know, other, other teams aren't dumb. Uh, you're not. You're just not. You're not trade like no GM is trading your their top scorer when they're top three in their division and they haven't made the playoffs in essentially eight years if you exclude the bubble because uh, I kind of do because they weren't going to make the playoffs that year I don't think um, yeah no one's no one's trading their top scorer uh, it's just not going to happen yeah also like based on one season look at his overall career no GM aside from Patrick Alvin was going to sign. JT Miller to fifty six million dollars. I think someone would have. Okay, yeah, there's a lot I of think, dumb GMs. I think there's in a lot league. of teams that would have. Horvat, yeah. the Islanders paid Horvat. That's a better comparison, that was too but much money. like that's uh, also Lou Lamorello. So I feel like judging Lou Lamorello's decisions are just kind of a given when the decisions are made. Um, I th there's a lot of overpaid players in this league, but. I, I don't know. Overall career based on one season. Who's a player that's struggling right now that needs just generally overall and who's not doing well? Uh, Leon Dreisaitl. Oh my gosh. I don't know if that's even true. I just Connor know McDavid. The team, this team's bad. Connor McDavid's stepping it up. Uh, uh, actually, Dreisaitl has 29 points in 20 games. 22 games. He's doing okay. He's, uh, he's, it's alright. It's, it's, it's mid. You know, it could, Quinn Hughes is doing better, but Mm -hmm. Miller is great value so far. That is also true. Yep. And we knew he would be. Like, genuinely, when that contract was signed, it was like, yeah, that'll be great for four or five years. I think, yeah. I, it, it will be. I, but they got to win They gotta win in the next five years while that contract's good. Yeah, I do think it was a bit of panic mode uh, how of how everything last year started, though. Um, yeah, it seemed like Horvat was the guy to hitch the wagon to. Um, the management group saw differently, and so far they have been absolutely correct. Recency and bias. Am, yeah, they, he's been great. He's actually good at defense now, which mm -hmm. is amazing. I we need we need Phil Kessel in here to bond with JT Miller and Rick Tockett over yes. that. I feel like that's that's the next move that they're going to make. They're not signing Bear. They're not bringing Tanev back. They're not um, rising <laughs> Alex Edler from the ashes. No, they're signing Phil Kessel. Costco hot dogs right across the street. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect deal. It's still 150, right? Yeah, yeah. The CEO said he would uh, he would kill someone if they ever changed it. In Minecraft? No, YouTube. I don't think so. No, 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 so. no, no, no. YouTube TOS. I'm not. I'm not threatening anybody. <laughs> he I did. he did. Yes. <laughs> um, can we talk about how sick the Connects Orca looks for their Indigenous inspired jersey? That orca slap. That is so true. I okay. I advocate for that should be the next permanent logo. And I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's the Grizzlies colors." Like, yes, it is the Grizzlies colors. But in the literal thing that the Canucks put out, they were like, 
this is the colors from the Musqueam Nation. Like that. Yeah, anyway, it's also I, kind of the Kraken colors. <laughs> the little bit, but it, the primary yeah. is the same color almost. Primary is the same color. I do think. Uh, well, a they could have done more. Um, with you know the hoodies that they put out for eighty dollars, but then again, it's better than some other merchandise we've seen. Could be worse. Could be fanatics. But when it comes to the logo, yeah, it's honestly the best. Like all the everybody saying that we should change the black skate. That's all for nostalgia. I think we should change. We should keep the orca. Change it to something um indigenous inspired for the logo cooler in general <laughs> cooler in general yeah because the black skate what's the local tie orca you know west coast all that the i think the bluish we should keep in as well i don't know i have a lot of opinions about the about the jerseys but that's it's fair fun. you gotta you gotta get in the boardroom there <laughs> i'm just gonna barge my way into Rogers arena this is what you should do and i'm right because i i think i am Yes, and they will listen, I'm sure. <laughs> Definitely. They will 100% listen to, you know, the trespasser in a giant mm-hmm. Canucks blanket hoodie thing. This that was like, with the wrong logo on it. You're advocating, ro- I, that's, that'd be a tough look. Okay, listen, listen, it was $20 on Canadian Tire last year, or not nice. last year, it was a couple of years ago at this point. But it's comfy, and it's final season. I'm wearing whatever. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Miller's totally outplaying Pedersen now? He is right now. Okay, yeah. But, but he won't long term. Yeah. Pedersen's still not a physically strong player. I I mean, he's doing a lot of hits. I think he's hurt. He's hurt, he's definitely. Hurt. He and says he isn't. He's that, He's Yeah. Um, he's a hockey player. They never make good decisions with injuries. Um. Yeah, he's hurt. Definitely something where, uh, <laughs> where he, when he got crushed by Tyler Myers. Yeah, that that didn't help. That did not help. Do we know what's wrong with Patterson's wrist? No. Uh, no. no. Nothing. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't even think it's his wrist. I think it's like groin. Yeah. It's like he's not skating the same, and he's he's got he doesn't have the pep in his step. He seems to be a little more hesitant to get into corners. Um, but we'll see. I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll come back. Um, some players do tape their wrist just for stability, though. That doesn't necessarily mean it's injured. Schmarter does. Yeah, and like he's that great. was that was he got a hat trick tonight. <laughs> it was that, in the the photo. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, <laughs> so he took a puck to the face recently. He's wearing a fishbowl. Yes. Um, yes. And he Which got. Sorry. Absolutely cool. Yeah, That's what I'm he saying. he scored he scored all three Leafs regulation goals and the Leafs blew the lead, um, and it went to a shootout and he also scored in the shootout. Um, Sweet. Yeah, uh, we should rest him for a few games. That's what I am saying. I agree. We're in a spot. We're good. Sit down for a few minutes. We can bring up anybody else. Um, well, not anybody. Not up there. First line. PDG first line? No, it would be Hoaglander. Oh, There's yeah. Christmas coming up. You can rest them for five days in three weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's... Give them give an extended break. Give them an extended break. Give them a snow day. Yeah, give them the Sharks game off on the 23rd. Uh, and then he has a whole week off. 
I mean, I, maybe maybe he could get some extra points in that now. Just <laughs> he could he could get six points in that game. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think that's about all the theories I have for the for this team for the time being. Sounds good. Should we wrap it up? I think I think you should wrap it up. And hey, at least we didn't tweet the Zoom link tonight. Did you see? Um, no, that's that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. For reference, go watch Game Over Winnipeg Edmonton after this. But I have been Kaya May. You can find me at Real Kaya May on Twitter. Um, you find Parker at Parker's Pucks on the same site. Subscribe to SDPN. Follow SDPN Sports on all social media. Like the stream. Rate and review on podcast platforms. We'll see you all again on Saturday. All right. Good night, everybody. Yeah!